you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. Your spring is about to get a lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power from mowing, trimming, and blowing with the Ryobi 18-volt OnePlus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime. And blowing power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force. All on one interchangeable battery. Get cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the Ryobi 18-volt OnePlus system. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Y'all, I am so excited today because we are going to talk about one of my favorite foundational mental health tips. And I brought in a pro to help us with this topic. Today, we're going to have Emma McAdam, a licensed marriage and family therapist on the show. You may know her from her widely popular YouTube channel, Therapy in a Nutshell, and she's here to tell us all about journaling for your mental health. Welcome back to Savvy Psychologist. I'm your host, Dr. Monica Johnson. Every week on this show, I'll help you face life's challenges with evidence-based approaches, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. Today we have Emma from Therapy in a Nutshell with us here, and she's going to talk to us about the benefits of journaling. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. And this is a topic that I talk about with my patients all the time because I'm a big fan of journaling as a way to support your mental health. Um, And I'm excited to have you here to talk about it. Can you just start off by kind of explaining what journaling is, like why it's effective? Yeah, so there is some pretty good research showing that journaling has benefits for mental health. It can help improve anxiety and depression, and it also has some benefits for physical health. Um, There's some studies out there showing that it can improve your immune system, so your ability to heal physically, and also things like blood pressure and other measures of health. So journaling, I mean, just right off the bat, there's evidence showing that journaling is helpful. And then you want me to jump into like talking about what journaling is? Yeah, I'm, you know, I have my ideas about journaling, but I'm an old pro at it. And I know a lot of times when we talk about journaling, sometimes people get scared. They just think they have to go write books, <laughs> you know, about their lives. And it doesn't have to be that way. You know, yeah. I, my, my own self, I've had a personal experience of journaling since I was like 12 years old, mm-hmm. you know, and there are times when I wrote multiple times a day. And then there are times that I didn't write, like, you know, for a month. And then there's times where I get in a habit of like every week, I'm going to make sure I journal at least a few times. But the cumulative effect of all of that journaling, I know for myself, I can say has been very beneficial. Yeah, totally. I do think journaling is overwhelming. People feel like if they aren't doing it every single day or writing a lot, that they just 
they kind of give up or they feel like, well, I have to catch up on the last week. So that's too overwhelming. So I'm not going to try. And I don't think of journaling like that. I think there's a bunch of different ways you can use journaling to improve your mental health. And um, I, at first, I just want to say, before we jump into like how to journal, I would want to say, like, let's talk about why journaling works. So I can't even imagine doing a therapy session without having a whiteboard or a piece of paper because I'm so visual. People come into a therapy session and they're like, well, I'm stressed out about work and I feel like I'm a bad person and I have this like mother-in-law who's difficult and I have this health issue. And I'm like, well, that's a lot of stuff. And yeah. it's easy to feel kind of overwhelmed and uncertain of like, oh, what do we do next? So a lot of times in a therapy session, I'll be like, okay, let's put these things on, let's put them down on paper. Let's write them on the whiteboard. And just doing that, we're like, okay, which one should we focus on? Which one should we work on during our time here? Or we'll diagram or we'll make charts or we'll draw stuff. And I just, there's something about the process of making things, putting them down on paper that helps create a sense of clarity one of the first things it does is it helps us slow down. So when we're really emotional or really um, struggling or in crisis, our brain's moving really fast. Our emotions are really loud. They're pressuring us to take quick action. And that actually makes it hard to solve problems. So, so the process of physically having to write something down forces us to slow down. If I can get you to pause for one second, because I'm really happy to hear you say this, because it makes me understand that I'm not crazy in my experience <laughs> of journaling, because something that I explain to my patients all the time is that like, when you hold something in your mind, it is only limited by your imagination. And I tell my patients all the time, you have a fabulous imagination. You convince yourself of all sorts of things all the time. Mm -hmm. Like everybody hates me or something, right? Yeah. Exactly. And so like, I try to explain to them by like getting it out of your head and into the universe. Now it has to like abide by the laws of physics. Ooh, I like you that. You know, the, <laughs> of like putting it on the paper, mm -hmm. you know, like if I think everybody hates me, that can feel true. Right. But if I actually write that down on a piece of paper, everybody hates me. And I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, and I'm like, everybody though? Right. <laughs> like, but yeah. if there's not one person who like, likes me, mm -hmm. you know, I could have like my best friend in the next room and I'll be like, Hates me. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There's something about making it concrete. That would that's what I would say is the second big part of journaling or writing things down. It makes it concrete. And when things are in our head, they're all nebulous, they're fuzzy, they can feel very emotional, but not necessarily helpful or clear. This, in my mind, is an essential practice if we want to process emotions. So if we want to work through emotions, I personally think there are actual steps to doing that. And mm -hmm. um, that usually looks like naming them or naming our thoughts, making them concrete, getting clear on them. So maybe questioning them like, oh, I feel mm -hmm. really angry. Does that mean everyone's out to get me? Or I feel really anxious. Does that mean I'm an awkward human being? Like, maybe, maybe not, right? We clarify. And then we take some steps to really get a little bit more clarity. We slow our body down a little bit. And then we choose, is this something I want to act on? Or is this something I want to accept? And that's like the emotion processing process in a nutshell. And I think yeah. journaling 
takes these nebulous, fuzzy ideas, thoughts, feelings, makes them concrete and actionable. Yeah. And I like what you're saying about like increasing that clarity because we talk a lot about mindfulness. We talk a lot about, you know, being our authentic selves. Like there's a lot of like terms that we throw out in the world, but then there doesn't seem to always be the space to like look inward and really like be mindful of ourselves to be, if I'm going to be my authentic self, then I first have to know who I am to like be that authentic self. Right. Yeah. And, and like, I like mindfulness as a practice. I really, I know it's valuable and I know there's a ton of evidence behind it. I also struggle to slow my thoughts down. I struggle to slow my mind down. And for me, writing is the easiest way to do that. Yeah. And I would venture to say, because, I, you know, I journal a lot. I think it's also like the physical action of it. Mm-hmm. it. It is a tangible way to kind of do all of these steps that you're you're talking about. And even what you said in terms of naming an emotion, that's really incredible because a lot of times I know when I work with patients, when I ask them like what they're feeling, Sometimes I get the deer in the headlights of because they know they're uh, like upset. Yeah. But like, okay, what outside of upset? Like, what are we feeling? Can we give it a name? Yeah. Yeah. It can be a lot of different things. It could be like anger emotions. It could be sad emotions. It could be guilt. Like, what is this upset like composed of? And sometimes journaling seems like the easiest, most direct way to start to sort that out. Yep. Yep. And it's so accessible. Like all you need is a pen and paper and it doesn't even have to be a fancy journal that you keep. Like I'll coach my clients sometimes to write it out on a piece of paper and throw it away afterwards. And I also think going back to what you said, like writing it with a pen and paper, in my opinion, is slightly better than doing it on a computer, even though a computer is helpful. But research shows when people write things down, their brain processes them differently because of the physical movements that are involved. And we're, we're inherently physical beings in addition to like minds that are floating around, right? Like our brain needs physical movement to work through our emotions. And so I think writing things down is is really great. And when you look at trauma, a lot of times trauma is when your emotions become so overwhelming that you get immobilized or a situation, your emotions about a situation become so overwhelming that you're immobilized. And so by writing, you can start making some movement physically when you're writing. And that translates to mental movement forward progress, I think. Oh, absolutely. I like what you're bringing up in terms of like the mind, like body connection. And I do feel like that journaling, it allows your body to get more connected with the information that you're getting from your mind and being able to make better sense of all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. So now we kind of have talked about some of the ways journaling is helpful. Like it slows things down. It makes it concrete. It helps us take action. And when people think about journaling, there's, there's a couple different ways that you can do it. Um, the, the one that a lot of people think of is just every day writing the narrative of your day. Here's what I did. And then here's what I did. That's great. If you like doing that, that's awesome. Um, there's some other ways that I think for people who don't necessarily naturally enjoy that process that they can use journaling to help them. And and the first one I would say is a, a brain dump. If you're feeling like a really intense bout of emotions, or if you're feeling overwhelmed or in crisis, you can sit down, 
with um, a pen and paper and just put it all down. And when, when I'm feeling super overwhelmed, this is probably my, my go-to strategy for me personally. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be, like I said earlier, it doesn't have to be in anything fancy. It doesn't have to be something you save. It's just the process of writing it down can help you work through those big feelings. I think people get really like overwhelmed by the thought of journaling. They set this super high bar of like, oh my gosh, it has to be Lewis and Clark. Like a million people in the future are going to read this. It has to be perfect. It has to be every day. It has to be long. It has to be verbose. It doesn't. Just put your stuff down on paper. It can look like pigeon scratch. Like it doesn't matter. It's the process mm -hmm. that matters more than the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. So brain dump is the first. What's mm -hmm. your other tips? Yeah, I would say another one is um, a locus of control activity. And that's like mm. really a really simple activity where if you're having a problem, like let's say you're having an interpersonal problem, you're having some stress in relationships or some stress at work, or maybe you're stressed about climate change. You would take a piece of paper and um, I, I like to draw two lines so that you have three categories. And the one category mm. is this stuff is in my control. Uh, the other category is this stuff is out of my control. And the third category is like, this is stuff I can influence. So let's say I know a lot of people are worried about climate change right now. I'm worried about climate mm -hmm. change right now. And you put what's in my control. Well, I can manage my consumption. I can manage mm -hmm. my carbon emissions. I can choose to um, buy less things or travel differently. Mm -hmm. um, and what's out of my control is like, well, I, I can't change what's going on in China right now. <laughs> like I can't mm -hmm. change what's going on in the next state. I can't change what my neighbors are doing necessarily. And, and what's in my influence is, well, I can choose how I vote. I can choose how I talk to people. I mean, I can, you can put stuff in these categories that don't make sense. Like I could run around like knocking on all my neighbor's doors and telling them to stop. Yeah. And that might or might not be helpful. That's, that's an action I can take that's in my control, but I can't control my neighbor's decisions. Yeah. And so that's, that's an example of how I use a locus of control activity. You simply clarify what you can and can't change, what you can and can't act on. Yeah. And what's lovely about that too, and even in what you're bringing up in terms of like kind of writing down something that is more silly, sometimes writing down that thing then removes the urge from like wanting to do it. Right. Yeah. You know, like if you think to yourself, I just want to like go like put toilet paper, everybody's house on the block. It's like, you can write that down and get it out of your system. Yeah. And now you can move on. Yep. Yeah. And, and it's just sometimes helpful to be like, I could do that. I could run naked down the street with a flag that says, stop using your car. And it's like, <laughs> I could. Would it be helpful? I don't know. But I'm going to put it in the area of that's in my control. I can choose that. Yeah. Or not. <laughs> yeah. It would be an interesting <laughs> <Yeah>. story. <laughs> yeah. So that's, a, that's another way. Like when I'm seeking to clarify, I'll often do an exercise like that. And that kind of verges more on a writing exercise than a journaling exercise. But when I'm stressed, it just helps me to like diagram and sort things on paper, almost in a physical way. Yeah. And not only does it give you clarity, but it sounds like you can start to like problem solve from that if there's any problem solving that needs to happen. And also what I like about things like this too, is sometimes we feel such a sense of responsibility about mm -hmm. everything. And so in breaking it down in these three different categories, you can kind of say, well, I can release that responsibility because I have no control over that. And so yeah. like, do I want to run naked down the street or do I want to like get a car that's more energy efficient? Which one of those two <laughs> like, do I want to do like in the circumstance? 
Yep. Or, or advocate for a certain candidate, right? I'm going to go take action or I'm going to donate to their campaign, right? Like this, just like what actions can I and can't I take? And I think writing it gives a lot of clarity. So that's another one. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Your spring is about to get a lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power from mowing, trimming, and blowing with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime. And blowing power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force. All of one interchangeable battery. Get cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Any other fun tips that you'd like to give us about journaling? Oh, yeah. There's so many different ways to write to help process emotions. When I think of journaling, I kind of back it away from journaling as much to like writing to solve problems because there's always like the daily processing journal, the daily like Lewis and Clark type journal. And as you as you write that way, you can really explore yourself. But an- another thing you can do in writing is to to write a letter to yourself or from yourself to a friend who's feeling this way. So you might be like, okay, Emma, here's what I think you should do about this problem. And you like write yourself a letter as if you were a friend. And then another another system that I've seen people use is like, let's say they've been harmed by someone or hurt by someone, or they have a lot of mixed feelings about painful situation, maybe with their parent or something. I've seen them write a letter to that person <laughs> and you don't have to send it to get like benefits from it. So, Hey, and and sometimes you can never get closure from the abuser, but by saying what you would say or would like to say, uh, that can help you get a lot of clarity, what you really feel about things and what you really think about things. So writing a letter. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say too, that's so empowering too, to just, you know, be able to, even though in the real, like physical world, I can't like approach the situation in this, in this way, I can empower myself. I can express these things and I can introduce healing for myself. I don't actually have to like introduce this or involve another person in order for me to express and start to heal over something, even if it is something that's really painful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm so glad you clarified that because a lot of times when we've been really harmed by someone, we want that circumstance to change or that person to change or something about our environment to change. And it keeps us stuck. And when we recognize the healing process is within ourselves we can take action like this to start working that process, to start working that system and it, and it works. 
Yeah. And I, you know, one of the things I enjoy about journaling and some of the points that you're bringing up is that like things can happen in the world and through journaling, I can start to understand how I'm making sense of these things internally, but also get clarity on how I want to proceed externally in the world. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. And looking back over journaling, looking back over what you've written, you can also see the progress you've made. You can like kind of get a, an idea of like how your state has changed because a lot of times we don't realize like, oh, if I if I go back and look at something I wrote, like, whoa, I really was in a bad space. And even though life's hard right now, things are better. Like I'm feeling better. Or I'm handling things better. And so it can give you kind of a sense of perspective. Absolutely. And seeing your growth. And I think that's so important because like, you know, when we're kids, we measure growth and how tall we are, you know? Right. And then once you're an adult, it's like, well, how do I measure my growth? Like, yeah. and so sometimes it's good to look back and have this journaling as like kind of markers for like kind of where we've been and where we're continuing to go. Yeah, totally. Totally. Then I guess the last thing I would say is that for some people, this idea of like, just journal is way too nebulous for them. It's just too <laughs> abstract. It's too hard. So there are some ways you can set up a template to kind of journal or use writing to process. And you could look out there, there's a million mental health journals, or there's like journaling for the authentic self. There's questions you can ask yourself. You could like find a list of questions and you could write about each of those questions each day. I have like a little daily processing journal that I like um, when I'm trying to work on something. And each day it asks a couple of questions. At the beginning of the day, I just write down like, here's my intention for the day. I'm going to try and be like firm and kind with my kids or something like that. And then it has like a little spot for like to do's like, okay, today I want to do one good thing in the world. And with my journal, the one I, I publish, it's got like a list in the back of like, oh, you could pick up a piece of trash. Like it doesn't have to be like a huge thing. So like one, one good thing I want to do today. And then this is the part that's more of the processing part. Today I felt, and it says, don't forget to use at least one emotion word. And as a therapist, you understand, right? People might say mm -hmm. like, so what are you feeling? Well, I feel like everyone's out to get me and I feel like the world's terrible place. <laughs> you didn't use an emotion word. Like, yeah. I feel angry. I feel <laughs> sad. So like I use, I like using a prompt like that. What did you feel? Use an emotion word and use an emotion list, right? Like look at this list, circle one of them. Three things I'm grateful for. Gratitude practice can be really helpful when used the right way. Uh, the three good things, three good things that happened and how I brought them about. So that's an exercise that people, that research shows can help people really pretty quickly improve their mood if they write down three good things that happened today and how I brought them about. And that those mood changes can last a couple of months if you do that exercise, even for two weeks. And then I put one thing I learned today or one thing I'll try to do better tomorrow. And so when I'm trying to like make progress in an area of my life, I just use like a check-in template like that to kind of get some perspective on what I'm feeling, what I'm doing and remind myself to look for the positive as well. Yeah. Thank you so much for these tips. And even for me as a person who's been journaling for a long time, you brought up some things where I'm like, I'm going to try this out and see if I can even have a different relationship with the way I've been journaling across all this time. Maybe I'm going to discover something new like after having this conversation. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to come and talk about this topic. And I've really enjoyed like learning from you today. 
Oh, thanks so much for having me. It sure has been fun talking with you. I feel like I learned so much from Emma today. What journaling technique are you going to try? Let me know on Instagram at KindMindPsych. You can also reach out to me via my email at psychologist at quickanddirtytips.com or leave a voicemail at 929-256-2191. The Savvy Psychologist is a Quick and Dirty Tips podcast. It's audio engineered by Steve Rickyberg with script editing by Adam Cecil. Our podcast and advertising operations specialist is Morgan Christensen. Our digital operations specialist is Holly Hutchings. And our marketing and publicity associate is Davina Tomlin. Follow Savvy Psychologist on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for this episode of Savvy Psychologist. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next week. Your spring is about to get a lot more power with the Home Depot. Get gas-like power from mowing, trimming, and blowing with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system starting at just $89. Mowing power that can take on a third of an acre with one charge. Trimming power with up to two hours of runtime. And blowing power with 110 miles per hour of clearing force. All on one interchangeable battery. Get cordless gas-like power for the entire lawn with the Ryobi 18-volt 1 Plus system. Only at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.